Okay. Are we starting? What? Welcome back to the Women S Podcast. Keep going. I think you're crushing it. I'm crushing it. You're crushing it, Cam and Nitty Wallace. Here we are. Here another we are. Another day, another pod. I just want to have a full disclosure, give a little, um, what do you call it? PSA? If you hear some rumbling or a toot, <laughs> do not judge me. <laughs> and don't blame me. Blame Jen. Yeah, blame, you can blame me, but don't blame me. But don't judge her. Don't judge. This is a judgment-free. This is a very safe space. Yeah. Oh, my rumbling in my tummy, though, is... Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Ooh. But we're going to push through. We're going to push on through. I have another herbivore forming oh my in my gosh, mouth. Like, what the heck? You know what? You need to what? go to your primary physician and just get no. the medicine. I just want them to stop. Yeah, they will stop if you get the medicine. I keep putting chapstick on. Mm-mm. No, maybe no, you're no. spreading it all over with your chapstick. Great. So I have to throw out all my chapsticks now. Maybe because it's never your third like in a this. row. I know it's kind of insane in a month. Yeah, if you just got the pill, it's like it's two. I'm taking big capsules of what? I don't know. It says it helps. No, no, they're no. like probiotics. But no, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, the doctor will give you the preventative herp, yes. and you only have to take two. It's a cold sore. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a cold it's a cold sore. It's a herbivore. Yeah, it's herbosaurus. That's what it is. And then you didn't ask me about my hand. Oh, like how you did it? Yeah, you didn't even ask me. I know, but it's we a were good running story. through all of our woes, so it was like one woe after another. Okay, you you name a woe. Go woe me. What was one? Oh, I have a pain you shit shooting your pants. through. I almost. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, listen, we I've been taking some rough. magnesium, and it's the Calm. Oh, it's a powder. yes, that stuff will get you. Oh, my gosh. It calls for three teaspoons. No. I can only take a half teaspoon, and I'm still, oh. like, just gave me the ex- chills. And it's, like, just so dangerous. So dangerous. So dangerous. Mm. Oh, I'm so Ugh. sorry for the, all the information. <laughs> Non-judgment. Okay, what did you do to your hand? <laughs> I, I punched a punching bag with you no did? gloves on, like a dummy. Where? I don't know. I took a new class because I really – we're going to be talking about body image today. Woohoo! <laughs> and I'm just trying to, like, get into moving my body but have time for me because when I'm working out at home, Theo wants to climb on me and climb under me and, and sit on me, and it's the cutest thing ever. But I need, like – I don't really get a workout in. So I tried the space where they watch the kiddos and I was punching the bag and now my whole hand is bruised. So next time, mm. lesson learned. Should, and were, I were other my people skin off. wearing? Yeah. Why didn't you? Well, I don't get it. Here's the thing, they weren't wearing like gloves. They were wearing like towels wrapped around their hand and I didn't want to it looked a little bit like rocky to me. Uh-huh. You know, and I didn't want to be this like newcomer showing up being like, I'm gonna grab the oh, towel. I know how to grab the yeah. I know how to box, but 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 because yeah. I did see a video of me and I was like, Wow, you look like you are fighting in the cafeteria, it's your first time. Oh boy. Did you ever get in a fight in the cafeteria? Never. Did you? No. I did punch somebody in the stomach once though. Did. Yeah, I've told that story, I feel like. How old were you? I just like to get I don't know. First, second. You did? Yeah, she was bugging. She's straight bugging. She pulled. Listen, she was bugging me. I'm listening. And we were walking to the bus stop, like at school. We were on school grounds. And for some reason, she she was kind of picking on me. And I was like, the hell, lady? 
girl. She was girl. girl. I even know her name. I could say it, but I won't. Mm. And I had my backpack on, and she grabbed the loop at the top of my grab my backpack, no. and I had just had it, and I just I used that momentum of her pulling me back to turn and sock her right in the tums. Ew. And then she that cried, makes me hurt. and I just got on the bus. What is it with first grade? I had a basketball thrown at me in first grade by a girl because I was playing with her friend and she didn't she want did. me to play with her friend so she threw a basketball at me. Huh? Message it's received. Message? Well, no, because you know who still talks to that person? You. Sometimes. <laughs> Which one? The ball thrower? Or no, the other? Okay. not the ball thrower. I don't even know where she is, but the one who I was fr- friends with. She was my first friend that I made when I moved here, so it was like really important to me. And then we did grow apart, but then like as we got older... We still, like, talked occasionally, and I, I run into her around town. Okay. Yeah, she just had her second baby. I'm like, go, girl. Oh, wow. She's crushing it. Crushing the yeah. the growth of yeah. babes. Of babes. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, I feel like we need to, like, take a collective sigh. Okay. You don't feel it. Sure, let's do it. Okay. <sighs> that felt good. <sighs> do you feel better? Yeah, you feel good. about the same? About I don't know. I liked that. You did? Yeah. Did you want to try it again with your tongue out? I did, didn't I? <laughs> you put did. My Lion's out breath. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Actually, it doesn't make my stomach feel good, so I don't think I'm going to do oh, that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put a diaper on you. I know. I really should have. I should uh, just take it. I have one of Theo's outers. Mm, just wrap that wrap around. It Conceal it. Mm. Conceal it. Okay. So today's topic, we'll just get right into it. Unless you want to tell me what your high was. No. Uh, <laughs> Tire pump someone? Mm, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh wait. We haven't even talked about it. That'll be on next week's episode. Oh, yeah. With Lauren. Yeah. We had a great weekend. I had a really great weekend with you. Yeah. I just want to take a moment to yeah, tell you that. I don't know if I've told you that. We got to hang no, out with yeah. Lauren. We did. We went to Gatsby's downtown. Really special. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool bar, by the way. Yes. I you had haven't a really been. great experience. Yeah. I don't know what their like uh, what their NA options are. I didn't yeah. even ask. I should have. No, that's should've. what I was wondering because Luke was asking me about what the NA options were. I was like, I'm sure you can get a mock. I mean, they made yeah. delicious. I'm sure you can get a really good mock. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. And the company was a mwah. A chef's a kiss. So many chef's kisses. I don't know. What are you I feel like looking at? <laughs> I don't know. Off into the distance. My eye contact is not the best. It's either really good and people are talking to me, mm-hmm. but when I'm talking, I have to like, I don't know, maybe it's like a nervous tick. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Not your strong I suit. I can take in vulners, yep. but putting out vulners gives me mm-hmm. a little whoop and I got to. Yep. Get so busy. So I won't look at you this whole podcast. Okay. Just. Yep. Um. Should we dive in? Sure. Okay. To the deep end. Body image. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? I feel fine. You do? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like that for you. Right. How do you feel? I feel... I feel like this is such an important thing to talk about. Correct. Because I think that it's something that affects... I know it affects everybody. Uh. doesn't matter what your gender is. doesn't matter, like what kind of a background you come from doesn't matter like what you're like it's just everyone is affected by it and we're affected at it by it at a very young age correct because i feel like it's important to have the conversation and then you and i've kind of looked into some different ways that we can 
help to mm, better our future generations' uh, relationship with their bodies, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah? I mean, I already think that it? there is kind of a, a movement in that so, direction. Too. I meant to. I mean, well, I didn't think I we were going to start the movement, but. No, no. It's been started. Yeah. Like, I don't know that my nieces have. I don't know. I should have asked them. How old are they? Are they teenagers? Oh. Um, and they don't have body image well, stuff? I'm not saying that they don't. I just don't know. I should have asked what That's... their relationship is with their bodies. Do you think that it's, like, because they just don't talk about it, though? Right. That could be very well be. I mean, I know one of my nieces certainly grew up having some body image issues. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, as a whole, maybe we're kind of collectively moving away from the idea that we need to attain a certain body type mm, yes and being more gracious with the bodies that we have yeah but maybe i'm wrong i don't know for sure i know that i'm trying to be more gracious yeah. with the body that i have yeah same and i think that also has to do with what you're surrounding yourself with as far as content and the people and the conversations you're having and um but i do think as a society we're seeing less i think it's still there absolutely But, like, there's this blogger gal who she did something where she morphed her body to look the way that all the decades, like, through the decades, what the ideal body was. Yeah. You know, we went from, like, in the 1800s where, like, very voluptuous was how you knew, like, your wealth status. And that was the look that you wanted. And then you went into, like, a pretty, I can't remember, I'm sure there was something in between this and, like, the early 1900s. But then all of a sudden it's, like, this boyish look of, like, flat chest long limbs and then and that's something you can really strive for (laughs) right like if you don't have long limbs like like you're not gonna get them like yeah that's exactly it like and you're what it's it's just so interesting and then you've got like the corsets right where you're like trying to get like the booties and the curves and then you the thigh gap like there's always just something for women and it's like you're never quite right where you want to be right or what you right where you think like society but I do think as a collective the content that we're seeing and maybe it's again just I know for me like I can't follow accounts that are very body focused and like people taking lots of selfies of them like even fashion right yeah yeah do we want to I'm analytical so I always like to break things down but like do we want to talk about what body image is just we're all on the same page Sure. Yeah. Yes. I think you explained it well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just body images, like, in very rudimentary terms. Right? That was dumb. Um, You're not what dumb. We, I'm not dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what we see in the mirror, basically, how yes. we view our bodies, and then what opinions we form based off of what we see or how we yeah. view our bodies. Yeah. So it's kind of a two-parter you know, body image. And that, like, how you see yourself and how you view yourself? How you see yourself and then what, what how you interpret mm, that. Yes. Is that yes. good or bad? Like, yes. you can, the same person, like, the same body type can look in the mirror and walk away with two very different mm-hmm. opinions about if it's negative or positive. Mm-hmm. And based on, like, 
And that same person can have a different opinion from one day to the next. Yeah, especially, I mean, women, good Lord, are fluctuating. Oh gosh, our hormones, like if you're on your cycle, if you're not on your yeah. cycle, if you moved your body that day, if like based on what you ate, like I, you've probably had it before where you look in the mirror one day and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking crushing. And the next day you're like, ugh. Yeah. You know? I know. That's exactly the sound of But I try to be really mindful of like, like the mirror's powerful, right? Like you're literally, when you're talking to yourself in the mirror, you're literally looking at yourself saying the same thing back to you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, and your thoughts too. Like even when you're looking at yourself. And it's why, I mean, when you think about your body image too, like this is part of why, and I've shared this before, part of why I got into the field that I got into with wanting to first write for Women's Health Magazine and then wanting to go into the fitness industry is like, I just wanted, I knew based on my history with my relationship with my body and my food and exercise lifestyle that I wanted to help women feel confident showing up in their bodies because you're in your body 24 7. That's right you you are. You know it affects everything and so how you like speak to yourself how you view yourself and so if you have this negative body image if you will like you know we talked about some of the things that it can kind of landslide or result in depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, low self-esteem, interpersonal problems, alcohol, drug, I'd say like substance abuse or even like addiction in other areas, um, just a displeasure and even like moving your body, loss of sex drive, stress, like it just trickle effects into so many areas of your life. Like have you ever had a day where you didn't get together with your friends because you had a like your body image just wasn't feeling great yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah have you yeah heck yeah relatability but yeah i think like you know or even how you perform in your job if you're not feeling good about your body i know for me if i'm going up to teach and i'm feeling really insecure about my body like that gets in my headspace and i have to like detach right yeah Mm. and there's so many different types of categories that would fall into like I don't know if you call them body image what would you call them not disorders some of them are disorders but like low I don't know like subcategories sure yeah I thought some of them were interesting do you want to go through them yeah you have them I have them yeah yeah just because I think it was interesting when I read this to be like oh okay like this is why I feel the way I do or this is what this is like Body, body dissatisfaction, so just a general unhappiness with your body or its parts. I think we see that showing up a lot in our society and being discussed, which I think it's important that we have these conversations. Um, overvaluation of weight, shape, so basing who you are as a person um, entirely on what you look like or what the number on the scale tells you. Um, body preoccupation, where you're obsessively thinking about ruminating what your body weighs or what it looks like body checking so you're like looking in the mirror a lot comparing yourself pinching your body parts ouch yeah like for like fat Mm -hmm. yeah and um body image avoidance so refusing to be weighed wearing baggy clothes as a disguise avoiding situations that elicit concerns about your body um feeling fat a somatic sensation that you're carrying more fat than what you actually hold on to 
um, fear of weight gain, uh, thin ideal internalization. So buying into the belief that being thin will make you happy, popular, successful, and then body dysmorphia, which we see a lot where someone's obsessing over certain body parts. You know, we see this in some of the work that we see done in the media on people's bodies and um, and muscle dysmorphia, which kind of that falls underneath the same category of body dysmorphia. And, and all that to say, I think when we bring this up too, there's no judgment of self or of others in this conversation. I think the whole point in bringing this up, you know, you and I are talking about like, what do we want out of this conversation? And I said, one of the things is I want for women to listen to this and be like, oh, okay, me too. Like, this is not, I'm not alone in this. So if like I read through that list and I felt like I could connect to a lot of that, like, how did you feel reading through that list? Oh, yeah, of course I can connect to a lot of it. I think every woman can. Yeah. It's funny to, like, just the 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 phrase, like, you don't ever know what somebody's going through. Mm -hmm. And bear with me. I'm with you. But I just think, like, personally, like, you have the cutest body. Oh, that's nice of you. And you're, like, just in shape and you work out, like, you take care of yourself is what I'm saying. And so I wouldn't, it would never occur to me that you, not that it would never occur to me, but it would Mm -hmm. be kind of a surprise to me to hear like you've had, you know, issues with your body image. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's like, it it is an interesting thing because like, if you're like, like, what's the word? If you kind of fall into a category Mm -hmm. where you are kind of an acceptable body type in our culture, it would, you're kind of shamed on a few different ends like Mm -hmm. it's kind of shameful to even bring up that you could have oh yeah some discomfort because like like what do you have perfect yeah yeah what do you have to complain about but also but there's the other side of that that's very real of like well i actually am struggling i really actually don't like my body and it i don't know it's just it's it affects Every person, I would imagine, mm-hmm. on some level, totally. even if you have a classically, like in this time frame, in mm-hmm. this period of of our culture, have the body type that is quote unquote acceptable to have, mm. which is just so barf inducing. It is. The whole, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, thank, that's nice of you to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm learning how to accept compliments. Um, but also, yeah, no, you're totally right. I think oftentimes we really do look at someone and we're like, oh, if only I had their butt or their boobs or their stomach or their arms or their skin, like you name it. There's everything anymore. Um, like, And there's so many ways that we can change our bodies. Like, what's that drug right now that's... Yeah, Ozempic? Mm, is yes. that what it is? Yeah. And what it's, it's supposed to be for people like diabetes and now they can't get it because oh people gosh. are using it to lose weight. But, yeah. and again, there's like no judgment of anyone. I think that this is hard when this is like your vessel to show up in your life. You know, you can change out your automobile, you can change your job, you can change your relationships, like your body is what you're showing up in and you can change stuff in your body, but it's like the more you change things, like it becomes addictive. And, um, but yeah, I, I think when was the first time that you became really aware of like what your body looked like and maybe like dissatisfaction with it, dissatisfaction? Um, 
don't, I mean, I never like, okay, so I never liked my stomach. I don't remember when that has happened though. Mm -hmm. I think I was older. I don't think I, it, things really occurred to me. Until like, like elementary, junior no, high? No, like high school even. Oh. Like even maybe after high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know why. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not great that like you didn't like your stomach, but that's that you could go that long. Right. And I everywhere. am like, I'm 5'7". I, I weighed probably 123 pounds for mm -hmm. like most of my life. And mm -hmm. I never felt like that was uh, like was good enough like I felt mm. like I needed to be smaller I feel mm. like 125 pounds would be I was like mm. tipping into being overweight and it's like oh my gosh it's looking back it's just like wow that was so untrue and I spent so much time like I mean I I, I certainly haven't like struggled to the extent that I know a lot of people have mm -hmm. struggled but like restricting my intake of food and mm -hmm. um and then just the overall feeling just feeling like i'm like mm. i don't like the way mm -hmm. my stomach looks oh actually i do have like I, i've never had like a flat stomach <laughs> and i have like i my best friend from high school she would tell me that's not even fat you just have like extra skin <laughs> but one time i was it was in i was probably 25 years old and i was I went rock climbing with a friend mm. and I don't know what happened. Like I pulled my shirt up and, and she just like looked at my stomach and she's like, well, where did all that come from? But she wasn't like being Ooh. mean, Yeah. but it was, but it was mean. It was yes. like, yeah. it was like my worst nightmare yeah. to have somebody point out my, yeah. my stomach not being perfectly flat. And we hold on to so many emotions in our stomach too, you know? So it's like when someone comments about your stomach, I think there's just a lot more behind it. Yeah. Like, that's where, yeah. Anyway, sorry. No. Yeah. What is it about having a flat stomach that is so important? Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Barbie empowers us, I know, but also there's something to be said, though, about, like, you know, when we were growing up, that was, you to look like Barbie and have the thigh gap like Barbie and the flat tummy like Barbie, but yeah. have the curves, but have the boobs and, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when that's like what you're comparing yourself to. And then you look at the models that were on the cover of the magazines and right. they're airbrushed. And and now with AI, like we don't even know what's real. Right. That's what my concern is for future generations is they're going to have not only airbrushed humans and models, but then they're going to have these AI, like legitimately not real humans that yeah. they're comparing themselves to. Right. Yeah. Oh, I want to go back, though. Yeah. To you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think I was first like aware of it when, because I was, I was just like, I don't know. I want to be mindful of how I like talk about my, right? Because you like think about talking to your younger self and like, I just, I was a little more, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think I was very aware of it at a very young age. So I'd say third grade fourth grade we we're at the cafeteria and um a guy in my class who he's a really nice guy so i won't say his and he was joking he was like a little kid and he said something about genevieve's so skinny she needs to use a fruit loop as a hula hoop and i thought that was the nicest compliment <laughs> because i didn't view yeah. myself that way and um 
And I just remember little comments like that. And then in high school, my boyfriend called me chubby cheeks when I would wear my snowboard goggles. And so then that sat with me. So I felt like I had really round cheeks. And then um, I think when I was in my 20s, was or not in my 20s, my late teens, it really, like, hit me really hard. Like, you talked about having a weight. Yeah. And to me, 118 yeah. was, like moneymaker spot that was like so hard to get to yeah because I competed and um it was really hard because I was constantly weighing myself and yeah yeah isn't it nuts you just brought up the goggles thing like one one thing a person mentions sticks with you can stick with you and really like have this long lasting effect on how you view yourself or or like a check in the negative column yeah. Got to fix this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nuts. I remember when I first started competing. So this was it. I want to start off by saying I'm really grateful for my experience competing in the Miss Idaho organization. I was Miss Idaho Outstanding Teen. I was Miss Idaho Compete at Miss America. It was how I paid for my college. It was a scholarship program. Anyways, people will say what they will. Uh it was really hard because you get up on stage and there's this like look you have to give right um in addition to sounding intellectual and being involved in your community and talented and all these things so there's all this pressure anyways to show up and just be like this perfect little human you know and so i remember when i first started competing though that's i don't even remember what the comment was but it was that i needed to trim basically the idea of it and this is at 16 or 17 years old was that I needed to lose weight. Um, Otherwise, with the way all the other girls, I think I was getting ready to go to nationals when I was the teen winner. And that like stuck in my mind for so long. But like as I was right then, wasn't good enough to go and compete on a national stage. Like who I am Mm -hmm. as a person, right? you know? And then another time, I remember I was doing like an alterations to compete at state, like my dress was getting altered. And one of the women was with me and, and she said, do you mind if I give you some feedback? Like she, she knew I was competing and I was like, okay. And she was a woman that was involved in the industry. And she went off on like how I needed to shade my nose because my nose was needed to just be like contoured. Okay. I needed to contour my nose. Other things like you need to change your hair color a little bit because you want to have like good contrast on stage. Um, but then she goes, and I would stop doing so much yoga because you're like yogis really have full like traps and bigger shoulders because you're always holding that downward dog. And um, you really could like lean out through the thighs, like you're pretty muscular. And um, I don't even, I like blacked out during it, but that, those are my takeaways that like I needed to slim down. And then come to find out she was going to be my judge that following week. She's like, which which pageant are you preparing for right now? And I told her. And she's like, oh, I'm judging that next oh week. So I'm like, gosh. so in the next week, I need to slim out my thighs. Right. I need to stop doing so much yoga. Change I need to contour my hair. Change my, change my teeth. That was the other thing. So it's just little things like that. Little things. Jeez. Well, they're not little, right? But but if you think about it, really, like, who who's going to, like, why why be judged for your, the way your teeth look? 
Why be judged for the shape of your nose? Why be judged for the color of your hair? Yeah, I mean, the whole pageant. I mean, I know it's it interesting. Was, it's interesting, but it's, it's interesting. also like it doesn't, it's not inclusive. Like a, mm-hmm. an overweight woman mm-hmm. can't really compete and mm-hmm. feel confident. Mm-hmm. It's really just for a certain it totally. person. Well, back in the day, they had to put their weight and their dimensions. Like, we've moved past that. I don't know how long pageants will really be around, but... I really am grateful for my experience, and honestly, I think that I already had these body image, like, awareness, this body image awareness before this, but it really did a number. I mean, but what, as a parent, what would you say, yeah. like, if you had oh. a little girl that wanted to be in pageants and she was a little huskier, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously a parent yeah. would probably encourage her. I don't know. Which I don't is know. Like, I guess until you're in that path? situation. It's so, like... Well, and you can look at other things, right? Like, I know dance. This There's a pattern with a lot of times when there's dancers and they have to look a certain way. They have they want to be um, in uniform, right? Or you look at sports, like gymnastics, swim, yeah. um, or any sport, really, right? You're, like, trying to – it's it's really hard. Like, I think that it's not just – I mean, I even know, like, when I was a fitness, when I was a trainer, I felt like I had to look a certain way for people to want to hire me as their trainer. You know, it's just, mm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Hmm. What were some, you had a question about, like, and you asked your friends these questions. Oh, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I reached out to a group of girlfriends Asking, because these are girlfriends I went to high school with. And, and I mean, these are girls I grew up with. So what are some, like, what are some of those things that you've done in your life to just try to fit in or to feel better about your body? I don't mm-hmm. know what the right phrase is, but, yeah, one of my friends was like, she would wear her dad's clothes in high school because she wanted because they were like bigger. Yeah. So she would hide her body. Um, she was always told she had a big butt, as mm-hmm. she's like, as if that was a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. Just one of them has spent over ten thousand dollars on mm. diets and pills to just to look a certain way. Mm. Um, Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, just uh, bleaching teeth or like, oh, mm-hmm. we were talking about this, like Bubbles. bleaching the asshole. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, why? But also, no go judgment. For it. Yeah. But that's like, the why thing. Do that's we what feel I'm like. the need to do it. And that's, that's just the question I have. It's like, why? Not that it's like, why? It's not said with judgment of like, why, why do that? It's more like just curiosity. Like, why do we? Why? Right. Like, if. It, I think that's the big question is, are you doing this for you or are you mm-hmm. doing it? And I would think that most of the time, if you really go inward, it's like you're doing it mm-hmm. for the validation of society or men, your friends. Yeah. You know, even our group at the retreat, it's like it's impossible to walk into a group of women, mm-hmm. even the most loving mm-hmm. women, and not compare yourself. or Totally. Um, and our team size yourself is like very fit for them. You know, we're just like well, they're strong, they're confident, they're well educated. Like it's a 
powerhouse of women. You walk in, you're like, do I even belong here? Right. Well, and <laughs> as somebody who doesn't work out, like, you know, five days a week, and and even when I do, like, my work, I typically am, like, low-key. I like to go for walks. I'm not somebody that wants to be in the gym. Mm-hmm. But I see, like, the repercussions of that, or, yeah. you know, quotes. I'm not, like... It's just a part of being human. You're not yeah. going to be like, well, and I heard Brene Brown say, um, it's a, you know, we are going to compare ourselves. That mm-hmm. is a part of the human experience, but it is mm-hmm. what we do with those comparisons. Like, how do we, what do we walk away with mm. when we compare? So like knowing you're going to compare yourself, but do you make that mean something about yourself? That's like, yeah you know, good or positive or negative. And that's your perception, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I didn't have a, a good one, but I have a story. Yeah, you've been yeah, telling me, you're I know. tell it's, me. It's so vulny. Okay, and then, I'm ready. And you're going to tell I me one bullies. of yours? Okay. I have so many. Okay. It's just picking which one. <laughs> this is like, this is so classic, just body image issue. Okay. Okay, so my boobs. Yes, I have inverted nipples. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people don't even know that those are a thing, but they're a thing. Even doctors sometimes will be like, are your boobs always like that? It's like, yes. Really? Yeah. Or they'll say, like, are your your nipples always inverted? Because it can actually be a sign that you have breast cancer. So look out. But anyway, I was always super self-conscious, especially as I got into my 20s and you know, started having boyfriends mm. that I didn't have, like, your n- these beautiful boobs, you know, yeah. even though they are cute. Um, they are great boobs. But I was just, like, I was a freshman in, in college, and I don't even, like, the internet wasn't a huge thing, so I don't know if this was on the internet that I saw this. So I have no idea where this would have even been found, but I found this product that was supposed to suck your nipples out what yeah and so i bought it mail order i i'm <laughs> bought it and it was sent to me and my i had roommates and they would watch me and it was like this thing you put on your boob and then you like ow it, it was like a so vacuum painful. yeah and you kept you were supposed to keep them on your boobs and there were these like three inch plastic things that you like i just had to keep on my boobs a, it didn't work, right? Did and it hurt? hurt. And then one day I'm in Collier's hardware store. Oh, no. And I see the product at the hardware store, and it's a wine vacuum, like one of those things that you put the, like you, you know. Is it being advertised sale. for nipples, though? Yeah. At in, a hardware store? No. Oh, no, no. In the hardware store, it was a wine one of those like, like vacuum, vacuum things. things. It was, um, that's ex- that's 100% what it was. They just resold this product what? as a, a nipple puller outer. And who, someone, uh, who even thinks of that? Like, I feel like I saw it in a magazine. Someone had too much to drink when they had their wine, whatever. <laughs> and then they're like, what if I put these on my nipples? And then one person in America Katie mail orders them. <laughs> I just remember in Collier's by myself and seeing them and being like, oh my gosh, I was taken. I don't, I thought it was funny. 
But that's the thing. It's like, oh, man, but right? Like, and how many people are seeing your nipples? I mean, I don't know. No judgment. Right. But, like, yeah. I know. The things we do. And now your nipples are what make you special. They're the only thing. No, the only things that make you special. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't think I have anything like. I'm not <laughs> nothing that bad. <laughs> looking at I also like, like ha- I I'm somebody who has like random hairs around my nipples. Yes, me too. And so right here, Larry, Larry the hair, yep. Larry, Harry, Larry. So one time in college, also because I was ashamed of those, like, and sometimes I don't know, you pluck and in, I would get like an ingrown hair on my boobs, mm-hmm. so that's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I got nair and I nared my. I, can't. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> and it totally burned all around so my areola. Bad. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I know. Oh, that just, and the smell. I remember I was oh, afraid yeah. to it's shave like, my legs. It's like a perm, my mom right? made me scared. Oh yeah, I was like, and I would near my legs. Oh, like this oh, makes me nauseous. I mean, the things that we do that men just like have yeah. no clue. Nothing. The amount of scars I have on my legs from shaving my yeah. legs. I'm like, oh, and on my face, too, from, like, I feel like sometimes, like, the Grinch, when he shaves for, uh, not Cindy Lou, the Mary, um, Mary? Mary Lou? Mary, Mary Sue who? Mary Lou. Oh, Christmas. Oh, Cindy Lou. Mm. Cindy Lou. Martha. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just quoting the Grinch. Oh, Christmas. Oh, Martha. And he's shaving. It's in the one with the Grinch. And he's, like, shaving his face. Because they're like, no one's going to want to date. You're an eight-year-old with a beard. Oh, yeah, So yeah. sometimes I think, Oh, with Jim Carrey. Man, the extent I had to give wow. to paint that picture. When I'm like, um, what's it called? And it's so satisfying. Dermaplaning, my peach yeah. fuzz. Yeah, I love that. And, and then, then sometimes that little, slice it. That little, like, <sighs> that little string of fur. collected fur. Yeah. So satisfying. Wow. That's how I feel Save about my boob hairs. Put it in a... A pillow. Ew, oh, I don't want that. No. Thank you, Pope. Yeah. Thank you, but no, thank you. Welcome. It yeah. reminds me of a Sex in the City episode, actually. I think it was like private, I forget what she called it, like the things that we do, women do in the bathroom, mm. private bathroom matters. Yeah. And, you know, the plucking. Yes. And the, I don't know, the shaving S- buttholes. <laughs> the fake tanner that's. Yeah, you fake tan. Don't I you? fake tan. I I sell. I spray. I do like at home lotion stuff. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, and why? Why? Why can't I just embrace? Well, does it feel like? Do you do that for you? Or I do, do, it do for that me. for. No, I totally do it for me. Yeah, I don't that's care. Different. What. That's good. You know how I do it for me? You want to know why? Or we want? Do you see that? Do you see it on my back? No. Oh no. Do you, no no. Okay, you probably see a better light. I don't do it for others because I do a shitty job. I look like I have just like just streaks. patches of streaks yeah. and like it's a mess. But uh, from what I can see, it looks great. Yeah, I'm not looking at my backside. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> ah, I think that's just like when you talk about like shaving your toes. Remember, I had two guys that I traveled with when I met up with in um, Thailand, and we became good friends. We started traveling around and. Um, they knew I was getting ready to meet up with my then, my now husband, then boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he said, you really need to shave your toes. Like, 
your husband, your uh, he thought that Luke was going to propose to me. He's like, your future fiance is not going to be around those toes. So then after that, I felt like I'd like pluck my toes. Oh my gosh, and, like, pluck them? Ew, I know. Or Why? like wax them. Oh my gosh, it's so ew, painful. awful. But then you'd like shave them and then you cut them and like. I feel like you're not good with a razor. I'm it's not. That's what, yeah, what I'm seeing. I think I'm in a hurry when a I do it. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm not good. Um, yeah. Okay, here's one for you then. This is dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, boobs, right? Boobs yeah. and stomach. Yeah. I hate, I all my. I always, like, got called, like, big boobs. Like, I'll, but I don't even have, like, big, big boobs, you know? Or who do I? I don't know. I don't think you do. I don't think so. They're just kind of boobs. They're boobs. The, and all boobs are boobs. Like, who's to say what's small, what's big, what's nipply, what's pancakes, what's grapefruits? I mean, I think we can say what's small and what's big. I know, but, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah, like, I make you. everyone feel welcome. <laughs> all oh, boobs all, are welcome. All boobs are welcome. All boobs are welcome. Um, but I hate it, and I felt like it made me look heavier. And so I would – remember in um, Now and Then when the girl would put jelly – or not jelly, uh, pudding. Pudding, yeah. In, and so she'd stuff her bra, 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 bra yeah. right? And the other yeah. one would, like, tape her boobs down, right? Uh-huh. So I remember I saw that. I was like, oh, I can just tape my boobs down. But then I remembered, like, ow, duct tape. Like, ooh, that's got to be painful. So do you remember those belly trimmers? Oh, yeah, I have one. Okay. So, yeah, I used one for postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to take that, and I would wrap it around my boobs when I would – there was, like, an outfit I loved to go out in. So it looked like I had no boobs. Really? Just, like, flat – oh, yeah. Which is weird because then you just have this big Velcro strip either, like, in the back. Was so this in, like, college? This is in college. Okay. So if, like, anyone touched me, they're going to feel this big, like, Velcro strip. strip. Yeah. Um, I would also do it around my stomach. Okay, this is where it started to get, like – kind of like weird stuff i used to wrap my stomach in saran wrap yeah and then wrap it with one of those trimmers Aww. right like if i knew i had to go out on a boat or like be in my swimsuit or before competition like because uh, it would because you sweat okay it's like if okay. you're like in a like sauna those, suit yeah. it's like one of those it's like a waste i think people actually do this yeah 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 but i didn't have the money to pay for it and yeah mm-hmm. and i remember when i threw that thing out it stank so bad but, i mean i did this for years Wow. And when I threw it out, it was very empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the dump. To the dump you go. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting the things that we do and like, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I just, I I think of my friends and, and one in particular who I was kind of chatting with before, like about who struggled with body image in high school and, and junior high and now... You know, she has a daughter, and mm. she has worked really hard to have a body that she, like, feels good in. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I don't know. I I don't mean to, like, I mean, I know her, so mm-hmm. I'm not really guessing. Mm-hmm. It's like the things that we do and force ourselves to become mm-hmm. just to feel like we're now good enough. Yeah. Um. And then, I don't know, and then we're, like, kind of passing that on to mm-hmm. the younger generations, to our daughters or nieces or, yeah, like, that dissatisfaction. Like, you're not actually lovable or good mm. enough or acceptable unless you have this body. And you're not going to say that to your daughter, but you're showing Through your, your daughter that, like, or your niece or whatever that, yeah, that's, yeah. your actions are very powerful. Yeah. So, like, how do we start healing our 
body image issues and just like I mean one thing I I like to keep in mind is would I say would I would I say what I'm feeling about myself to a friend or to a child Mm -mm. my younger self or yeah yeah. Of course not. Of course I wouldn't talk to anybody the way that I no. talk to myself sometimes. And like mm-hmm. does it like really questioning the things that we're thinking? Mm-hmm. Does this make me less worthy worthy or mm-hmm. and I don't know. Does this make me less lovable? Mm-hmm. No. Mm. Uh, that's funny it's not funny I don't know why I say it's funny you say it. it's interesting you say that because even like when I was talking about like my younger self when I first started to feel it so you have these thoughts right now and we were talking about this it's part of why we wanted to bring to talk about this like I know I'm in the thick of reforming a relationship with my body I've done a shit ton of work on myself and my body image my relationship with food, my relationship with exercise, my relationship with just all the things like that helped me to show up. And I got to a point before I was pregnant where I like, I legitimately, like I still woke up with days where I didn't feel like a hundred percent, but the days where I felt awesome and really at peace with my body and how I was showing up far outnumbered the days where I was really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And so going into being getting pregnant I knew that was going to be something like my body's just it's going to change it's going to change and even as we get older it's something we have to recognize like your metabolism is going to change your hormones are going to change um your lifestyle is going to change and and uh so I think I just went in two different directions but I'll make a full circle and come back and have them both meet each other but so part of this was then thinking about one my body's going to be changing. How am I going to navigate this? I'm bringing a child into this world. And I didn't know at the time, like, what the gender was going to be um, or what the sex was going to be. And even now, like, I try to be really aware of, like, not poking at myself and not, like, overanalyzing myself in the mirror. Um, and I think the hardest part, this was not the direction I was going in, but we're just going to continue to go. The hardest part about that was like after the baby came out, it's like you understand why your body's getting bigger when the baby's in there because you have a human growing inside your body. Your body has to expand to make way for that. I thought it was me hard once baby was out and then trying to like lose that weight through breastfeeding. What like was really hard is when I stopped breastfeeding and I gained weight. And all of a sudden it put me into this spiral. Um, I got really sick in January, I think. I don't know. We had to go to urgent care, and they weighed me. I have not looked at myself on a scale since my wedding. And you talk about that number. Like, you have that number in your Mm -hmm. head, right? Yeah. And for me, it's like anything over 125. I don't know what 125 is, by the way. 125 seems to be this number that, like, pops up a lot in conversations when we talk about weight. But and mine was, I don't even remember where it was. I just remember, like, spiraling and... It felt like all the work that I've done on myself, I didn't know what to do anymore. Like, I didn't know, like, the positive affirmations. I didn't know how to have a good relationship with food. I didn't know how to have a good relationship with exercise. It's like all my resources and all my toolkits, my toolkit, I guess, was not accessible. And so it's interesting having this conversation because I think that part of where I'm circling back to, like, talking to ourselves as a child or, like, being aware of how we're talking around our kids or 
you know, a younger generation, if you're volunteering in schools, um, you know, just being really mindful is like, even when I think about, I think when I was at my biggest struggle with body image, early 20s, mid 20s, and I think about things I would say to myself to motivate me to like lose weight or to be a certain body image, I would never say them to a friend. I would never say them to Theodore. Yeah. But like, and it makes me sad. To th- like, I would never, uh, it like makes me really sad. Like, I would never say those things to her then, you know? And so I think where this 360s is, like, I think of, there's that quote of, um, uh, you can't hate your way into change. You, you must, like, love your way into greatness or something. And I think of, like, the way I like view my worth right now on my body image it just like sends me back into the, those days and I'm like in 10 years from now you know that you wouldn't talk to yourself like I wouldn't talk my 45 version of me isn't going to talk to my 35 version of me and be like well you know it's just it's it's I don't know it's so interesting to me and I think that that can just go with a lot of things of when we're critical of ourselves now like, would you be that critical of yourself 10 years ago, five years ago? The things that you were critical of yourself then, like, would you be critical of yourself looking back? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, yes, but I think, I mean, no, I wouldn't be, but I've done right. a lot of work. To, yes. Like, yeah, I think I think that, that quote is really powerful. You yeah. can't hate yourself into change because... Yeah. This this stuff needs to start mm-hmm. inside of ourselves and out and we can't like and I've been talking about this a lot lately that that like tendency of mine in in so many areas of my life to outsource my mm. like decisions or life or how I view the world or how I view myself and it's like we need to stop outsourcing mm-hmm. all of that information yeah. and making it mean something about ourselves and yeah. really going. Like, how do you really feel about your own body and what would mm-hmm. feel good for you? Like, it needs to start from a place of love. And I think totally. I think that is really a, a key thing that we are often mm-hmm. missing in our mm-hmm. society. It's just like, here, take this pill yeah. or go to this mm-hmm. gym or, I don't know, go to the tanning salon or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Whatever it is that you're doing to, like, get the beauty thing figured yeah. out. Like, all of that stuff, whatever. Like, if you want to do that stuff, whatever. But let's start questioning why we're doing it. Like, where is that coming from? And if it's coming from any other place than Mm -hmm. this authentic desire, because it's going to make you on on a level that is very authentic and aligned feel good about yourself, Mm -hmm. or it's the way that you want to show up in the world, Mm -hmm. anything else is just fucking noise that is, like, none of your business. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's start... Well, I don't mean that harshly, by the way. But like, <laughs> well, yeah, but also. Yeah, like when yeah. we need to get back to, I mean, not even get back, because I don't think that women, little girls, were ever there. Yeah. We never learned how yeah. to just be in our own bodies, to love them, to know, mm-hmm. like, I am perfect the way that yeah. I am. And maybe there's some things that would make me healthier, like a health healthier diet or mm-hmm. learning skills that just improve my quality of life. Yeah. But having 15 extra pounds, 30 extra pounds, Mm -hmm. like 100 extra pounds does Mm -hmm. not make you less lovable. And honestly, also, like, fucking men 
<laughs> are also a problem. Mm -hmm. They make comments. Mm -hmm. They want a certain look often yeah. or will just say shitty things to women. Like, mm -hmm. men, if you're listening, shut mm -hmm. the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And the things you do and why you're doing it, I know it sounds so like, just love yourself. and But really at the core of it, and I think I was trying to think of like, what gets me back on track? Like, I kind of know what my tendencies are when I'm starting to get in a spiral. It's I'm starting to compare myself to others. The clothes that I wear dictate, I can tell, are like, it's like when you know you're about to start your period. Like, you get these symptoms. You get these things that kind of trigger you to know, okay, I'm going to start my period soon. And then kind of noticing what comes up when you know you're starting to get into that spiral. I know like winter is going to be hard. I know it depends on who I'm around. Like there's certain relationships where they talk about their body more and I just can't be around that. And that's not to say like, you know, I want to be in a space where my friends can open up and vent. But if they're constantly being hard on themselves about what they look like and their physical appearance and it's constantly just like seeking for, mm -hmm. you know, um, and the people that you follow, right, on social media, the accounts, the exposure, like maybe you just need to get off social media. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like what things when you start to feel yourself getting into either like what tells you or what are things that help you to get I'm having like not a spiral. Yeah, not spiral. Well, I mean, I think that this touch problem yourself, is just so ingrained in us mm -hmm. that first of all, and I love to say this, but mm -hmm. like just having so much compassion for yourself. Yes, I agree. Like you're going to, you're going to have bad days. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel bad about your body sometimes, mm -hmm. but what is like, what are some small things that you can implement every day that, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to change overnight or you're not going to have like this, like 180 degree turn on your body image overnight, mm -hmm. especially if it's something you've struggled with your whole life but I don't yeah I think small steps is key and start yeah. building little habits of like like if it's if you start spiraling and you're in your head go for a walk get outside or like move a little bit yeah I don't know change like yeah my point being like redirecting to, your energy yeah kinda. redirecting your focus too like yeah we do give our thoughts so much power and mm -hmm. we let them take root and then those things turn into an emotion yeah like frustration or depression or like whatever you know mm -hmm. like we do have control over our thoughts so like maybe just tweaking those thoughts yeah. a little bit I don't know like what's if you have something negative to say about your body what is something positive mm -hmm. like I don't know. I just use the, and this might be silly. I already said it to you earlier, mm -hmm. but like our hearts have been beating for our entire mm -hmm. lives. Like our hearts, it's in, our bodies are so incredible. They're really incredible. You know, when yeah. you're in your like logical mind, you know like how incredible your body yeah. is. You know. Yeah. So just like focus, like pay a little attention to that. Be mm -hmm. grateful for those things. Like you're alive. Yeah. Your heart's beating. Yeah. Your autonomic system is working because yeah. you're breathing yeah. and blinking and <laughs> your nervous system is working like all these things that we just yeah you're right it's easy to to take for granted yeah I mean what else can we do oh my gosh I, I mean yeah I do, uh, sorry so I, but no I do go. love the social media thing like stop yeah, I think getting off if yeah unfollowing people I don't know I feel like we always try to be so mindful of what we post 
on WomenS, and I know on like my personal account, and I even I like don't really even like posting just pictures anymore on mine because I think a lot of time I told Luke, so I feel like there needs to be a social media for people who are just seeking validation. You know, like there's certain pictures that get posted, and it's good. Like I'm I'm really ha- if you felt great in that outfit, absolutely post that picture. I'm not gonna judge you. But sometimes there's photos that are taken where you're like, I know. I don't know, actually, but also that says more about me than it says about you. Like women should have space where they can feel like they can, you know. Right. But as the poster, what are your but what, motivations like, what's the motivation behind, behind it? it? Again, like if it's coming from this, I felt like a badass in this. Yeah, great. Do it. But if you're just like baiting I need some people comments to comment me. or yeah. validate you. And you know, maybe that's what they need. And Well, that's, that's great too, but it's them, also but... a question to ask. Like yeah. why? Why do I need yeah. that? I think that you're, I mean, gosh, I, I like wrote down all the things. And maybe this is just so that I have my toolkit accessible. But I think getting outside is huge. When I turned, because I, exercise was like, it's amazing I'm still involved in the fitness industry because it was such an unhealthy addiction for me. And typically, if you recognize something's an addiction, like you want to get out of that environment. But it's also been like what has helped to like heal my relationship with my body and like recognizing how my body moves and honoring that it's able to move rather than trying to get it to look a certain way. I'm still in conflict, like figuring that out. But I feel like I really do have a better relationship with honoring how my body moves, but moving outside shifted. Like when I got into gravel riding was the best, like the best I've ever felt in my body because it felt like one, I didn't have a mirror like you do in some classes. And I think the mirror gun can be powerful. I use it when I'm coaching as like a way to like look at yourself and talk to yourself and, and send positive affirmations to yourself. Cause that's, you know, and to work hard, like that's you looking back at yourself, working hard and you know, whatever. But what I like about taking it outside is you don't have that mirror staring back at you the whole time where you're looking at your body and maybe comparing it to others. And, and you're able to feel like, you know, if you're going for a hike or even a walk, like my body's able to get up this hill, my body's able to go to this distance. Um, you know, every time I'd like climb up the mountains, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just freaking crushing it. So that's empowering. And I think having, like you said, things that you're going to say to yourself, having affirmations nearby, my body is strong. My body enables me to do the things I enjoy. I feel love and radiate, like I radiate inside my body. And, um, I also think like just having these conversations are important and cause you're right. Like you don't know what people are going through. And so I know like for Luke, when I finally opened up to him about everything, it was good because then he was mindful. And so now if I'm feeling like I'm getting back into thought patterns I let him know because then he can be maybe a little more encouraging of like hey um like getting us outside or just mindful maybe like what we're eating I don't want to be like obsessive over it but Mm -hmm. just yeah yes I think also to go a little bit woo woo because it can be a powerful practice like uh Mm -hmm. those when you're I don't know, when you start spiraling a little bit Mm -hmm. to uh, remember where, like we already talked about, like that first time you started Mm. feeling negatively about your body and kind of Mm. taking a moment, whether it's in a meditation or you're on a walk or you just take a moment while sitting wherever Mm -hmm. you're at to talk to that version of yourself and give her 
what she needed in that moment, yeah, which would powerful. have been like the opposite of what yeah. the message that she received and continue doing that and meeting that yeah. version of you with so much compassion. Yeah. And I think you'll find you'll start relating with yourself a little mm-hmm. bit different when you start to realize like I am still that that's me. Yeah. Yeah. That little person is. is me. It's I a actually of you. you see on my <gasps> I love phone. that you do that. Yeah, I keep a picture mm. of my young self on my screensaver. Mm. And it changes. Sometimes I'll do it like maybe an older version or a younger version just just keeps me connected to her and like I really love that. Yeah. I want to do that. I think it's so sweet and I think it is. Like I think of the picture I was trying to show you because you asked me earlier like where Theo gets his smile from. And I do think it was me as a kid. My sister says that. She's like, he just, it's just this, like you can't make the smile any bigger. You're just so, uh, but there's a picture of me. I'm like two or three. I'm in this yellow, fluffy Easter dress. And I have a kitty named Lucky that I just love. My mom like saved him. And I'm just holding the cat up like, I need to find it before this podcast yeah. comes out. And I'm just smiling. So page. Yeah, yeah. We should put our little, little versions. Like, yeah. But I just think of her and she's so happy. Like, oh my gosh, no. I mean, it was three, right? Like, what What was I going to be upset about? Mm-hmm. Happy, wild, no cares. And I had this thought that when you were saying, like, talking to ourselves, what, like, so if you're talking to yourself 10 years ago, Right. And you're like setting her love, kindness, compassion right now. I'm just trying to think this would be like a cool meditation. But like if you're feeling love and compassion for self, envisioning that that's like you 10 years from now doing the same exercise you're doing to a version of you 10 years ago. So it's like 10 year older version of you right now is like, Katie, I love you. Katie, you're doing such a great job. Like, Katie, keep showing up. I'm so grateful for everything you've done to get us where we are, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got, like you're your biggest cheerleader. Right. Hmm. Yeah. We got love on ourselves. We do. I think this was nice to talk about though. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. For holding Thank the space. you. All the space. Yeah. Held. There's a one resource I did want to give because I didn't know this. Um, so we were talking about like as a society, how do we stop? Yeah. Or at least like better this. Um, and you said model positive behavior around our body image, but the other thing, I didn't know that there is a, oh shoot, I thought I screenshot it. There's like a, um, a website. Oh, if you see an avert in a magazine on television or online that you think presents an unhealthy body image as aspirational, you can complain to the advertising Uh standards authority. That's cool. Yeah. So look that up. We've been watching Australian Married at First Sight. Yeah. And there's a, um, there, I just saw a commercial yesterday from, the, it's on the Australian, you know, it's an Australian commercial, mm-hmm. but it was such a cool, I don't even know what it was advertising or what it was about, but it was this woman. It was all about like, there's this woman, she went to the salon and she had her hair buzzed. That's what mm-hmm. she wanted. And there was a little girl watching her from outside and she had the biggest oh. grin on her face oh. and it was just, it was all about like choices like yeah. this woman was getting a buzz cut because she wanted to have a buzz cut. Yeah. And then this little girl was watching her and feeling like you could just uh, see that the wow. girl felt empowered in that moment. And yeah. I don't know. It was a cute commercial. 
Good job, They're watching Australia. everything. Good job, Australia. Dub used to have really powerful commercials for their yeah. self-esteem campaign. Yeah. You want to cry. I know. <sighs> yeah. Dang. That and Melissa Etheridge. Oh, my gosh. Not <laughs> Melissa, is it? It's uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, Sarah McLaughlin, yeah. Are we on the same page of the pets? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know. Stop it. I know. Oof. Oh man! Okay, well, hey. I have to pee, and uh, I have to go to my raging. child's doctor appointment. Oh, <laughs> so hey, oh, um, oh, hey, hey, oh, that's what Tony Danza says on Who's the Boss. Oh, oh hey, hey, oh, I know. I don't. I'm the only one. Send in America me some clips. Send me some clips because then I'll know. Because you've mentioned this a few I times, know. and who's the boss? Well, gosh, this has been lovely. Mm-hmm. You are a lovely human. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. When I do it to Theo, he does this. Here, do it to me. But don't touch me all the way. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> he leans cute. right into it. I'm like, wow. Oh, buddy. I hope he always has a positive body image. Oh. I love him. Yeah, he should. I think he's perfect. He is perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect, womaness. And you're perfect. And you're perfect. And you're perfect. And you're perfect. Have a lovely, blessed day, my friends. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being a part of our community and listening to this episode of the Women S Podcast. If you found this episode brought value to your life, share it with the Women S who empowers you. While you're at it, help other Women S find this podcast by giving it a like, subscribing, and leaving a review. Until next time, be good to yourself, be good to others, and we'll see, see you at the next episode of the Women S Podcast.